Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors of the Church of Your Station and your host. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. On October 12th through October 19th, I went on a trip to Lima, Peru, a trip where we served with an organization called Food for the Hungry. We were able to serve, preach the gospel, uh, all sorts of things. Uh, this week on the podcast, I invited Carlos Casillas, a member at the Church of Cherrydale and a brother who's originally from Lima, to come on and talk about our trip, what he found encouraging, and what he hopes we take away from this particular trip. Uh, as a church, we exist to make Jesus known from Greer to the ends of the earth, and so we always want to take time to celebrate what God is doing amidst the nations. So I hope this episode is encouraging and helpful, and I hope that it in some way encourages you to take more ownership of making Jesus known right where he has placed you. Carlos, how are you today? I'm doing well, Trevor. How are you? I am fantastic. Awesome. I just enjoyed spending a week with you in Peru. It was really good. I enjoyed knowing you and getting to know you a bit better. Yeah, it was a fun trip. Um, So you were a member at the Church of Cherrydale. Yes, I've been in Cherrydale for about five and a half years. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And where were you before you were at TCC? Actually, before TCC, it took us... I've been in... My wife and I have been in uh, Greenville for about six and a half years. It took us quite a bit of time to find a church. We went through a lot of churches, we visited quite a few churches, but um, it took us a while and now when we found TCC we knew that there was a church we wanted to stick around and here we are. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now you, you're not originally from this area. No, originally I'm from Peru. Okay. So uh, came to the U.S. in 1973, a long time ago. Um, Settled in the Boston area and moved around quite a bit actually with work. Um, Indianapolis, Indiana, end up in China actually. Prior to moving to Greenville, I lived uh, with my wife two years in China. Uh, it was a work related move. And after China, retired in Greenville. That's great. What, so, what brought you to, I don't know if I've even asked you this, what brought you to Greenville? What about Greenville? drew you here well well you know uh, again we're looking for places to retire and having been most of my life in the boston area i was definitely done with snow and cold <laughs> yeah uh so why greenville my wife and i have uh, very good friends actually we met in church in massachusetts we know them for over 30 years uh one of their daughters went to Furman university okay and my wife remember visiting her with my daughters um, several years back and said, you know, Greenville looked really nice. Would you like to take a look at it? And I said, sure. So I took a look at it and I loved it Um, for a variety of reasons, weather definitely being one. I'm an avid cyclist, so I do like the cycling community in Greenville. And uh, that that did it. So were you able to cycle in were you able to bike in China? Yes, I did. Okay. It, it wasn't a, not even close to Greenville, but especially because of the pollution. Yeah. Uh, I was quite concerned when I got back after reading so many articles on pollution. I had my 
my blood tested for heavy metals and all that. So. <laughs> but uh, it, it uh, I, I did cycle, but it was very minor. I mean, maybe ten miles uh, every uh, every other day. That's nothing to it. Just forty miles a week. Nothing. No, no, no. Nothing no. at all. No, 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 not <laughs> at all. Well, so how do you? In what capacity do you serve at the Church of Charity? Well, in Cherry Dale, I do. Um, I'm a I'm a deacon. I also do uh, video, lead the video team. Um, that's basically it for formal um, serving at Cherry Dale. So you know, general deacon duties and video and some audio. Yeah, we were, we were geeking out a little bit over the equipment and the setup we use for the weekly and i know i, I really i'm intrigued i'm still want to learn more it's, it looks quite simple but i know <laughs> it's a little more to it than just a few wires and a couple of boxes you're, you're blown away by our professionalism yes it is it is this blue microphone is very very nice i like it <laughs> i can see my face in it <laughs> <laughs> which i guess could be a good or a bad thing um so like i mentioned we we just spent the week together in peru we had a team of 10 folks seven from tcc three from the church Career station uh, spent a week just outside of Lima, Peru. Um, obviously, you're from Peru. You're Peruvian. Yes. Um, are you from Lima proper? Yes, I am from Lima, yes. So would you say, I mean, what would you say interested you about the trip to Peru initially? Um, well, uh, this was my second trip. Okay. Uh, last year, the the, the reason it, it piqued my interest when uh, they had very, very various... Um, Trips, but the one from Peru piqued my interest because I'm being from Peru. I just wanted to uh, to see if I could help my own uh, folks in Peru. So that was a primary reason I decided to go last year. This year, um, I liked it so much the first year that this year I was definitely a shoe in from the beginning. Matt asked me to lead the team, which was a, a really great experience for me, and. Um, I'm really happy that my wife joined me this time, um, and I'm I'm really um, really happy to see how she uh, she also liked it. She liked it so much that she, even before leaving Peru, she said we have to come back <laughs> yeah. next year. Yeah, it was great. Goodness, it was a great trip. Um, you know, the food, of course, was was wonderful. Peruvian food is uh, a lot of people don't know about Peruvian food. Peruvian food is really amazing in the sense that there is really not one dominant fa- flavor uh, the variety of ingredients in Peru is mind-boggling very few people know for example that uh, Peru has over 3,000 different varieties of potatoes now I know I know that sounds mind-blowing but you can google it it is <laughs> you're not you're not blowing smoke you're no no it is it is amazing I mean how many different types of potatoes can you make well God is great I mean I I always thought that God amazing creative power is graphically displayed when you think of the different faces that God can put together with two ears, two eyes, Mm. one nose and Mm. mouth. I mean, no feature is the same. It's just amazing. Mm. So variety in creation is amazing and God bless Peru with over 3,000 types of potatoes. Yeah, I didn't even know there was... Yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing. So um, how would you summarize the... uh, the trip that we took last week, um, like what sort of things did we do? And, and of those things that we did, what, what were some of the things that stood out to you that we did? Well, I, I would like to say 
if I have to use a few, just a few words, I will say it was a two-way uh, blessing, the trip for me. And what I mean by that is we definitely touched people, um, many people in, in the community that we served in, but I know by what I personally felt and also by what the team members felt that they were blessed in many, many ways. Um, the trip really was a good review of what FH, Food for the Hungry, does in Peru, in Lima, around the community that we served. We spent some time with them um, reviewing their, their work, reviewing the different communities uh, that they serve. Uh, we also we then visited several homes in the community. And I'm talking, these are not homes like what you're thinking of. I mean, these are homes that are in extreme physical need. Uh, the, the poor, the um, people are very, very poor uh, to levels that maybe a lot of people cannot even grasp mm. unless they see it. Mm. So being there and seeing how people live, you know, under what conditions they live, the cleanliness, the hygiene, it's, it can be challenging. Uh, but I, let me put a caveat on that, though. I don't want to discourage anybody from going because <laughs> of what I just said. Yeah. Because FH does an unbelievable job to make sure that whatever they take us is safe, whether they take us and feed us has been prepared with the utmost care to assure that we are not getting sick at any point. And having, this being my second year, I don't know of anybody that got sick on either trip. So um, I want to categorize that by saying uh, what I, whatever I say is just a, it should be a it should be a green light for you to consider going and not um, being afraid of a the conditions because the conditions are challenging and I think it's, a, it's very good for us that are so used to abundance to see how people in less developed countries live. Uh, and of course, it's just not a physical need. We also see a, a pronounced spiritual need and that's primarily the main reason we go there to, to see what we can do to bring the good word of Christ into these people's lives. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean the thing—the thing that was just mind blowing to me, it, you know, when we first got into the community and we scaled the mountain for the first time. And if, and if you're listening and you can picture this, just picture—I mean, they refer to them as hills, but I mean, for folks who are native to upstate South Carolina, these are these are mountains. So if you can picture kind of getting up into the mountain and then looking out over this valley, where as far as the eye could see, it was covered with shacks these homes from the the very most basic materials uh, i mean occasionally you'd see brick buildings around but for the most part it was shacks constructed yep. out of yep corrugated metal and pieces of plastic and bits of plywood and it, as far as you can see there are these homes all over these these mountains um and it had only been since you said the 1970s or so yeah actually early 80s early 80s early 80s wow because when I left Peru in 73, those same hills were completely empty. There were no, um, no dwellers there at all. Um, the reason that they, uh, many people from the highlands started moving into, uh, into those parts in Lima was because um, in the late 70s, starting late 70s or so, there was a, move, a Maoist movement uh, called the Shining Path. It was led by people that really wanted to bring the... Uh, government down and wanted to institute some uh, communist Maoist 
regime. And uh, they really didn't, couldn't take a hold in Lima, so they went into the uh, highlands and and really created havoc. They were they really literally would just shoot people for not uh, uh, um, ascribing to their own beliefs. So quite a few people, especially from a region known as Ayacucho, um, left their homeland in the highlands and went into Lima, only to find out that it was. You know, it, it was difficult for them to uh, to get home, so they just uh, took over uh, government-owned land uh, in the foothills around Lima, and that's how that uh, area started to be populated. And today, uh, as you saw, Trevor, the number of houses and the number well, the number of dwellings uh, yeah. is just amazing. And unlike in unlike uh, what we see in the U.S., um, where if you are in a, if you build a home, uh, let's say in LA or in even Paris Mountain, I guess, the higher you go, the more money you have, and the higher you go, the more prestigious you are. Well, in Lima, is in that area we visited, is backwards. Hmm. The higher you go, the poorer you are, hmm. because now that means that because there is no water, there is no electricity. Now you have to really spend a lot of resources, time, and effort bringing uh, water up the stairs, up the mountain. So. It is preferable to be closest to lo- uh, the lowest part of the hill, which is backwards. But that's how um, this area is. What is usual for us is really unusual for them. And, and you said that the, the thinking was to settle around Lima to find work in Lima, whether it be construction or driving taxis. Yeah, yeah. the, the, uh, the majority of men do work in construction. Of course... They don't. They do not have uh, automobiles. Um, the good thing in Lima is that there is a very vast and very well laid out uh, public uh, transport system, and, and I'm not talking about metros here I'm t- or, or uh, high-speed rail. I'm talking about small cars that take people everywhere, small micro buses or little vans that take people everywhere. So and fill to the brim. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, we saw a few that. Well, I remember when I was a kid, we used to hang on the side because there was no room. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, and that's how they get around. So and the women uh, go down into the rich area, which is on the other side of the mountain, and then that they can walk. It's a long walk, but uh, they usually uh, are higher as maids um, in the uh, rich section of the uh, city. And it's, it's interesting that uh, when you're at the top of the city, I can I can make out the coast and the disparity between that area and the coast is just huge hmm. imagine the lowest conditions you can think of and then imagine a very rich area where homes are um, huge uh, i mean i even remember seeing an uh, not this trip but i saw it last trip i saw an aston martin dealership hmm. in uh, miraflores which is the city we stayed in miraflores is a very a wealthy area, very, very nice area. And it's only 16 miles away. That's mm. remarkable, the disparity. Just ex- extreme wealth, extreme poverty. Indeed. Almost side by side. Indeed. Um, what about the trip would you say was a win? What, what do we have that's worth celebrating about our time last week? Well, I mean, the highlight for me was... There were, there were several, but if I have to pick only one, I have to say... It was uh, six individuals that profess faith in Christ mm. after we uh, at the uh, men's workshop. 
uh, during the Americans workshop, um, Trevor, Tom, Robert, and I share some. Tom and Robert being other members. Oh yes, TCC. yes. Uh, Tom and Robert are members of uh, TCC, um, and as I am, and uh, we shared passages that um, we had prepared ahead of time, and I actually had, I closed the three presentations from Trevor, Tom, and Robert with the presentation of the three circles depicting the, uh, you know, the, uh, the how God created the world, how the world is broken, what God did for us through His Son, Christ, and what do we have to do to, to uh, be back in favor with God. Uh, at the end of that, we uh, ask for anyone that would um, be interested in, in, uh, in knowing more and, and, and or faith, uh, place their faith in Christ. And, and we were blown away, honestly, um, at least I was, when six individuals stood up uh, amongst 30 others and uh, professed their faith in Christ and they, uh, they, we pray over them. That was such a powerful moment. That was a, a soul-moving moment for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I could tell that Trevor, Robert, Tom were also really moved. And it was just great to see these people that really have very little, uh, hear the Word of God, be moved by the Holy Spirit, and just profess faith in Christ. Mm. That was definitely a highlight. Mm. Mm. Th that was a wonderful evening. And... and I, I just found the interactions with the folks in the community to be so uh, delightful, um, encouraging. Uh, you know, I think about, you, you sent me the picture earlier today yes. of the, the lady in the mother leaders meeting teaching me how to knit. And by teaching me how to knit, I mean she kind of yanked the knitting supplies out of my hands and just knit for me because she saw that I was a lost cause. Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid to say that you and I were definitely lost. All, all the other <laughs> TCC and and uh, and uh, members from your church did well, except you and I. I just could not <laughs> grasp it. But yeah. another th another thing that struck me though is how, even though they have very little, they are so giving. Hmm. They want to just hmm. they want to give you things that uh, they really can hardly uh, afford themselves. But they're they're very open-hearted. They they're warm. They're very, Tom put it best, I think he got, uh, Tom made a few comments at the end of the trip with, uh, with the community listening and uh, he, he just said that he's never seen so many people with such warm smiles and open arms and open hearts, um, thanking people that come to see, to, to help them. And they recognize that, uh, um, they're, they're so unbelievably helpful, um, grateful to see that uh, outpouring of people coming from far away uh, that are interested in their well-being. So that to me was also very touching. Mm. And yeah, and the receptivity to the Bible's teaching, receptivity to the gospel was was really encouraging. It, it was just a it was just a great trip on the whole, man. And I um, I'm, I appreciate you doing the work and organizing it, and making sure we got there safe and sound, and making sure we got home. It was great. It was a great trip. I agree. I you, agree. You taught us the ins and outs of all of the different Peruvian dishes, ceviche. Yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, you, you do have an appetite, <laughs> a very healthy appetite. Yeah, man. And I, I like the fact that you do try things that you never tried before. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't do that. I kudos to you. Yeah, thanks. Well, let me ask you this one final question: What do you hope to see with this trip moving forward? 
What do you hope comes from this trip? Well, first and foremost, I, I, I'm really praying, and I, I believe we're all praying, that the six individuals that profess faith in Christ, um, it, it, is, it, is a, it really takes really holding their hearts. And um, with working with FH, we're able to uh, um, help them grow in, in Christ and co- help them grow in the knowledge of the, God's Word. Also, I, um, I hope that all of us that went there do not forget what we saw. Hmm. Uh, we remember that there are people, not just in Peru, but there are people all around the world that uh, have physical need, but the, the spiritual need is huge. Hmm. Now, this is not to say that even in Greenville, we have a lot of people with phys- uh, spiritual need. But going out into the nations uh, and being faithful to the Word of God by doing so, I think is a is a is something that we all should consider. So, moving forward, I, I definitely would like to go back. My wife told me even before we left that she wanted to go back. Uh, she really saw a lot of value, and 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 uh, she's committed to uh, being there again. Uh, also, uh, oh, one thing I forgot to say. Uh, quite a few people recognized him from the previous year and they were unbelievably grateful that I came back. I don't know if that happens a lot, but they did really appreciate that somebody who had met him before w- was back again trying to help him. Yeah. So, and, and one of the things that you shared that was encouraging about the, the work that FH had done was in coming back this year after having been there last year, you were able to see some of the progress. Yes, yes, that, that's another, that was another thing that I forgot to mention. I really did, uh, last year we did some work in a uh, community building that actually is a school now, but we took some walls down and it was just, basically we left it four walls, no roof. We go back this year and it was a building with a roof, a concrete roof, and this is brick. Um, two two classrooms where kids were having uh, classes and also having their lunch. Um, Also... Um, they got two flushing toilets uh, and they're working on finishing the second floor in December so I'm ready to go back next year to see how that second floor is coming out Mm. but definitely I can see that the people even though they have very little they're not a lazy people they're willing to work and they're willing to work hard I just also hope and pray that they they will work hard on their spiritual condition yeah that's good yeah, and I'm excited about the opportunities we're going to have, Lord willing, with uh, these communities moving forward. And if things continue, if the Lord continues to work things out, it, it seems like this is going to be an opportunity we're going to uh, uh, we're going to revisit again yeah, and again. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, Carlos, thanks for your time. Thank you, Trevor. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for listening. We will talk with you next time.